Hi, my name's Nick Smith, founder and creator of Part-Time Pilot. Now, after three years, five flight instructors, and over $22,000 out of my bank account, I was finally able to achieve my dream and become a private pilot. Now, I have a bachelor's and master's in aerospace engineering and over 10 years experience as a flight test engineer. So if it was that difficult for someone like me, no wonder eight out of 10 student pilots never end up becoming a pilot. So this is why I created Part-Time Pilot, and this is why I'm creating this podcast. This podcast will be your audio ground school and just another way part-time pilot is making flight training easier and more consumable for you. So with over 300 students and counting that have used our content to pass the FAA private pilot exams, I hope that you can use this podcast to become the next student to do so. So thank you and I hope you enjoy listening to the part-time pilot audio ground school podcast hello and welcome to the audio ground school podcast thank you for joining me today my name is nick smith i am the host of the audio ground school podcast and the founder and creator of part-time pilot online ground school for student pilots thank you guys again for joining hopefully you guys are off to you know 2024 with a fantastic start in today's episode, we are going to do a little bit of a, a different episode. So when I was looking at the lessons that we have coming up, right? So we are following along in the online ground school. And as I always say, you know, I highly recommend you follow along with us because we have quizzes, you know, visual aids, videos, and all that stuff in the lessons. So it's in the step one course in your ground school membership. So step one is all the lessons, videos, quizzes, all that stuff. Step two, we take practice tests. Step three, you know, so on. So in step one, we're on section 15, pilot control and ground reference maneuvers. And we have our last lesson of that section, and that's lesson five on cross-checking. And then we go on to section 16 on navigation. And lesson one of that is aeronautical charts. Now that is a kind of a long lesson because we do one of the most in-depth breakdown of what the symbols are on aeronautical charts. And I'm going to have to use you know, kind of a lot of words to describe those symbols in an audio, in an, a way for audio. It's more of a visual lesson, right? That lesson is going to take a lot of time. So it's going to be kind of a podcast episode of its own. So instead of trying to cram that in with our cross-checking episode, I decided to do a little bit something else. And this kind of ties into our listener question. It's not really a listener question. It's a question that I was asked personally, and then I thought it would be fun to ask all of you guys. And so I, as I'm recording this, I just posted it on our Instagram. I said, what is your favorite aeronautical movie? So I said aeronautical instead of aviation because there's some aeronautical themed movies that aren't exactly like general aviation or pilot piloting. They have pilots in them. So I kept like aeronautical field, right? So that could include like space travel and stuff like that, which I'm a big geek for. So anyways, I thought I would say my top five aeronautical movies of all time, and then maybe list off some others that you guys have been saying, commenting on our Instagram post. So that's what we're going to do first. I thought that would be kind of fun. And then I also have a list of the three that from you guys that I haven't seen yet. And you guys definitely have strong opinions that I haven't seen those yet. But so I have a list of a to-do list of movies I need to watch. I think I've kind of come up with a an order of how I want to watch them. So I'm excited. They seem like good 
movies. So I definitely haven't seen all the aeronautical movies, but I do have five favorites. And then we'll get into our cross-checking lesson. And then next episode, next week, we'll get into the section on navigation and do that aeronautical charts lesson. Okay, so what are my top five aeronautical themed movies? I'm going to start with number five. All right. And I had to put this one in here. It's a classic and it's a comedy. That is the movie Airplane. If you're a pilot, there's so many innuendos and jokes that you can throw out, you know, from being in the aviation world, talking to ATC, you know, what's your clearance, clearance, what's your vector, Victor, you know, stuff like that. Just all the silly, really silly, silly stuff. There's also some jokes in there that haven't aged too well with like race and gender and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys remember the joke where, and it's actually crazy that we we used to joke about this, but it's the pilot when he asks the little boy if he's ever, ever seen a grown man naked. So stuff like that. That's a little weird. That, but all in all, that movie is a classic and really, really funny. So that's number five. If you haven't seen that, definitely give it a go. It's, it's a good movie. And then number four, I'm going to go with the original Top Gun. And a lot of you guys are going to be like, number four, what? So sorry about that. Hopefully you understand with my top three. But I mean, what do I say about Top Gun? I mean, everybody loves that movie. It's a classic. It was one of the best filmed, like, and only filmed, like, fighter jet movies with, like, real scenes and fighter jets, you know. And so just the awe of the speed of them and the flying of them and what it takes to fly them and all that stuff was and then just having a sneak peek into that top gun academy was just really really cool and i actually in my past life before i did part-time pilot full-time i did some testing in the california desert at the same location that they filmed top gun and top gun maverick so pretty cool and i live in san diego you know and they the top gun school and that bar in Top Gun is down, you know, by the convention center here in San Diego. They got big signs out, the Top Gun bar. So that's pretty cool. And then the house on Coronado Island. So San Diego is a huge, huge Top Gun location from the filming sites and all that and where that Top Gun stuff was done. So Top Gun's huge in my heart and I love it. It is number four though. Number three is Apollo 13. And this kind of comes into the aeronautical theme those guys are pilots but you don't really see anyone flying planes you know in that movie so that's why i kind of said more aviation and aeronautical not just like a pilot movie apollo 13 is fantastic i grew up wanting to be an astronaut because of this movie i just thought i remember my favorite scene is when they and by the way there's spoiler alert in this list so sorry about that if you haven't seen this movie then what are you even doing with your life no i'm kidding Sorry, if these movies sound like something you might want to watch, then then maybe turn this off. Skip forward a little bit. But Apollo 13, my favorite scene is, you know, when their carbon monoxide filter breaks and they got, they basically have to come up, you know, just that engineering problem that they, they have to come up with how to build a new filter using, you know, the stuff that they have. And the guys and gals on the ground at Mission Control, they just, they get all the supplies and they're like, okay, and they put them on the table. They're like, okay, this is what they have. We have four hours and it's in the middle of the night. And like, I know that was a stressful situation because those astronauts could die, but that just is so fun for me. Like, I mean, that's why my background is engineering. I love those type of engineering problem solving tasks like that. I uh, remember when I was going to school growing up, we used to go have these science days and they would 
you know, like the egg drop competition, like, can you drop an egg and have it still not crack? Or there was like this thing where you tilt a table and you have like popsicle sticks and tape and you have to drop a marble at the top of the table and it'll roll down because it's tilted, but you have to get as close. You have to make the marble go down a track as close to one minute as possible without going over. That was another, I just love those type of things. So those engineering problems and then being able to figure it out with like the sock and the duct tape and all that stuff was really, really cool. So just a super awesome movie, especially the fact, you know, that it was about, it gave insight into the real life Apollo missions I thought was really, really cool. So, and the acting was great, you know, Tom Hanks and those guys. So great movie. All right. Number two is Top Gun Maverick. I like Top Gun Maverick better than Top Gun. I thought Top Gun Maverick, the entire movie was, I was just on the seat of my pants. I've seen it like four times. Every time I get chills multiple times throughout the movie. Again, this is a spoiler, but there's the training scene. You know, he's trying to get them to do that course and they, all the students can't do it. And then they, they basically say, you know, they fire him basically from training them. And then he just gets out there and does the course himself in like a record time. That, I just had chills during that moment. And then when they actually go on the mission, I have chills. And then there's one other time where, where I get chills in that movie. And that's rare to get chills like three, four different times throughout a movie and just always be on the edge of your seat. So, I mean, that is one of the best movies, I think, of, of all time for me. That is just incredible movie. And I thought it, just with the new special effects and the, you know, the new next gen aircraft and stuff, I, I'm always about the, you know, I love futuristic type stuff and top technology stuff as well. So updating that old Top Gun movie was just awesome for me all right so what is number one so so far we have airplane top gun apollo 13 and top gun mavericks for five to two number one is the movie interstellar this is probably my favorite movie i i'm a big kind of lord of the rings fan as well but interstellar has got to be probably my one of my favorite movies i love christopher nolan the director Matthew McConaughey did an amazing job. The acting was great in that movie, and just the storyline and the plot was fantastic. It really makes you think. If you haven't seen that movie, absolutely have to see this movie. I have a theory about the movie where they go, and again, spoiler alert, so maybe skip forward right here, but I'm trying to think now. So basically what I think happens is just a fantastic movie. That's all I got to say about that. If you haven't seen it, please go out and say it. I do have some kind of cool theories if you want to talk to me about that movie and the, the aspect of the time travel or whatever I think. It's just awesome. Amazing movie. So that's it. That's my list. Top five. My most favorite aeronautical themed movie is, you know, it's more kind of physics and astrophysics related. But I think that if you let me count it, I think that's it. If not, then Top Gun Maverick is my favorite. But I have an honorable mention and that is The Right Stuff. It's a very long kind of documentary type movie. But it's about the story of, you know, them finding the pilots for the Apollo missions and all the missions, you know, NASA did to get to the moon. That is a really, really, really cool movie, I guess you would call it. So that's my honorable mention. And then a few that I haven't seen that you guys have shouted out in the comments, I I looked into and, you know, talking to you guys, I really think that I need to watch them. So one is, let's see here. One is American Made. Looks like it's a Tom Cruise movie. That one looks really, really interesting to me. And the other one is Memphis Bell. A lot of you guys, really, I just want to watch that because a lot of you guys are 
have uh, mentioned it. And then the other one, where did that go here? I'm looking at the comments here. Is Porco Rosso. Porco, I don't know if I'm saying that right. That just sounds, the tidbit I read about it just sounds really, really interesting to me. So those three, I'm going to check out when I get the time. Some other ones that you guys reminded me of that I didn't have on my list was October Sky. I think that's the one with a young Jake Gyllenhaal where he, he like idolizes Warren Von Braun and they do the, they build their own rockets in like Pennsylvania and his dad's a coal miner. That movie's really, really good. Someone says Star Wars. I don't know if that one counts. It's too fictional probably, but I love Star Wars. So if it counts, that's probably in my top five. Catch Me If You Can, I think that counts. Soli, that's a good one. Iron Eagle is another one that I haven't seen that I that is listed here a lot that I should probably see. Con Air, that's a good one. Let's see what else here. Hidden Figures, that's a good one. The Flight of the Phoenix, people have mentioned that quite a few times. I struggle with really old movies. I don't know if you guys do that. My mom loves really, really old movies, and I just, I don't know. I can't relate to them as well. I'm sure they're great, and I don't, I'm not trying to talk down on them at all, but they're a little tough for me. Anyway, someone says snakes on a plane. That's funny. Also, the movie Flight with Denzel Washington, it's kind of hard to watch, but it was very entertaining. So that's another, that's another good one. Anyways, that's my list. If you guys want to tell me if I missed one or something, you guys want to reach out and let me know. I posted this on Instagram at part period time period pilot. So that's part time pilot with periods in between each of the words on Instagram. Leave a comment under our post about that, and I would love to uh, get your feedback. I love movies. I'm going to try and watch those few that I haven't seen that, that you guys are really talking about a lot. So, okay. Well, with that said, let's get on to our lesson for the day. That's going to be, again, on cross-checking. And again, we're in step one course of your online ground school membership. So step one course, that's where all the lessons are, the videos, the mnemonic devices, the images, the quizzes, the audio lessons, all that stuff. And we're in section 15 of that on pilot control and ground reference maneuvers. And we're going to talk about cross-checking in lesson five. So let's get on to that lesson on cross-checking. Did you know that Part-Time Pilot's Ultimate Private Pilot Test Prep book just won a Pulitzer Prize? Okay, no, it didn't win a Pulitzer Prize. But it was just updated for the recent changes we saw made to the FA written exam. So now the book has everything that our ground school has and the same questions and test bank that our ground school has that students are averaging over 90% on the FA written exam. It's now up on Amazon and you can find it in our show notes on every episode. So go ahead and check that out. All right, so as always, you know, when we talk about actually maneuvering the aircraft, I have to say my disclaimer. What you do with the aircraft and in your flight training is between you and your instructor. All the stuff that we talk about in our course is stuff the FAA recommends and tips that I took with me from different instructors and stuff that I've learned over the years that have helped me with these types of maneuvers and stuff. But these will change with the weather conditions, the atmosphere, where your air part is, how your aircraft is configured, what kind of aircraft you have, how you fly, how your instructor wants you to fly. So ultimately, it's you and your instructor's responsibility for you and the aircraft and, and not mine at part-time pilots. These are just 
aids to help in your knowledge of these type of things. So I have to throw that disclaimer out. Let's get into the lesson. The FAA is testing private pilot students more and more on the subjects of cross-checking and aircraft control. This topic in the past was mostly tested on instrument written exams, but it seems like, at least from what they've told us, that they are making more of an effort to teach private pilots the importance of using your instruments. Even though, obviously, instrument flying, you, you have to know they want private pilots to have that skill as well. And I think that makes sense, right? It's going to make us a better pilot. They just didn't focus their examinations too much on it. But it seems like, at least again, from what they're saying, that that's what, something they want to do more of. So there's three fundamental skills you need to use in order to use your instruments properly. There's cross-checking, interpretation, and aircraft control. So cross-checking, we'll focus more on this here in a second. But to put it simply, cross-checking means looking or scanning all your available instruments on a continuous basis to cross-check with other information such as sight or vestibular senses. That's how you feel the orientation of how you feel in your muscles and skin and stuff. You can kind of feel when you're upside down, right? So those senses are part of the information that our brain uses, plus our vision. And then we want to use that information and cross-check it with what our instruments are telling us. And the next one is interpretation. Once you have scanned all your instruments, you need to be able to quickly interpret what they are telling you. So it's one thing to, you see an attitude, you feel an attitude, and you look at your aircraft instruments. It's one thing to look at them, but you have to be able to interpret them, right? You have to see your attitude indicator, you have to see your VSI, you have to see your turn corner and your airspeed indicator, all those things, and be able to take that whole picture of all six of your instruments, right? And be able to interpret those into what your aircraft attitude and situation actually is. There's one thing to cross-check. There's another thing to interpret what you're seeing. Uh, we covered this in our aircraft equipment and instruments section where we gave a deep understanding explanation of how the instruments work and how to read them. If you have a good knowledge of your instruments and how to read them, then this shouldn't be a problem. The third skill is aircraft control. So once you've scanned all your instruments and you've cross-checked them with how you feel and see, and then you've interpreted them and you have a good understanding of what you know, your aircraft attitude is, then you need to adjust. All right, so let's say you feel and you see that your attitude is not what you want it to be. Let's say you're too far pitched down, right? And then you check your attitude indicator and your other instruments, and sure enough, yeah, you're pitched down and you don't want to be pitched down anymore, okay? So you've done the cross-checking, you've interpreted it, it all matches up. Now you are in the aircraft control part. So now we want to adjust the aircraft to get those instruments to read what we want and to get to see and feel what we want. Again, so if we have that nose low attitude, then we need to be able to know how to manipulate the flight controls to make the attitude indicator show a nose level, right? Have that nose go up and also to see and feel that as well and cross-check it with those instruments. These are the skills you'll learn to fly with your instructor. So you'll learn how to, you know, manipulate that and then you give it a few seconds, right? Let the aircraft settle. And then you do the process over again and see if your small adjustments did what you wanted it to do and if the aircraft is where you want it to be again. If not, you make adjustments again and so on. And, you know, trimming the aircraft and stuff like that will help that so you don't have to do as many adjustments. But you still need to continuously go through this process of cross-checking, interpreting, and controlling your aircraft. So let's talk a little bit more about cross-checking. 
In VFR flight, the pilot visually controls the airplane's attitude in reference to the natural horizon outside. My instructor called this your sight picture. 90% of the pilot's attention should be devoted to this outside visual reference and sight picture as well as scanning for traffic. 90% of your attention. When the pilot perceives that the attitude is other than desired, the pilot should make precise, smooth, and accurate flight control corrections to return the airplane to the desired attitude. Continuous visual checks of the outside reference and immediate corrections made by the pilot minimize the chance for the airplane to deviate from the desired heading, attitude, and flight path. The airplane's attitude is validated by the process of cross-checking, where the pilot refers to the flight instruments and confirms the performance they see in their sight picture. The reason this is so important is because pilots are human, and humans make mistakes. Have you ever misread something so simple it's hard to believe that you would make that mistake? I know that I have. Imagine if you misread your attitude out the window due to some low visibility such that you input the wrong sort of correction controls. This is where cross-checking with your instruments will save you from these errors, and why it's so important. If the flight instruments display that the airplane's performance is in need of correction, the required correction needs to be determined and then precisely, smoothly, and accurately applied with reference to the natural horizon. The airplane's attitude and performance are then rechecked by referring to flight instruments. The pilot then maintains a corrected attitude by reference to the natural horizon. The pilot should monitor the airplane's performance by briefly checking the flight instruments no more than about 10% of the time. Pilots should develop the skill to quickly analyze the appropriate flight instruments and return their focus to the sight picture and the natural horizon when flying VFR. So obviously this is for VFR. You won't have that natural horizon sight picture if you're flying IFR, you know, through clouds or really low visibility. So this is for VFR. So let's do a little bit of an example. We have some images here. We show an example of a sight picture, right? So that's a cockpit with our dashboard. We're in a turn to the right, and then we have the natural horizon. So we see where our, our nose matches that natural horizon. So say we're in a bank, but we're not maintaining altitude. We know that a change is required attitude and possibly our power if we want to maintain airspeed or not. We need some changes and then if we want to adjust power and maintain airspeed, we maybe some more changes. In this situation, the appropriate action would be to analyze our sight picture and the relationship between our aircraft's nose and the horizon. So we have this picture, we have our nose, we're, we're in a turn to the right, our nose is level with the horizon in the sight picture. But then we would cross-check that with our instruments and gather the information. So in this example, let's say our attitude indicator shows nose level in our turn, altimeter and VSI shows dropping altitude, airspeed indicator is constant, but we have room to slow down to maintain our turn radius. So we decide to pitch up to slow down but maintain our altitude. After we have input our controls, we check our sight picture again and then cross-check it again with our instruments. Is the altimeter settled? Is VSI zero or approaching zero? Is the attitude indicator slightly nose up? Is my airspeed slightly lower? You know, these are all the things you want to think about after you've input those controls. And again, we have a picture showing the six pack and where it would be according to that sight picture. So it's a very good visual reference here in the lesson. While flying VFR, you have two sources of attitude information. Outside your window, your sight picture, and your instruments. This gives you the ability to cross-check between the two to catch human error from humans that are prone to making errors, right? So if you continue on in your pilot career to where you have a co-pilot, you will learn that your co-pilot becomes another source of information that you can cross-check with to avoid errors. So that's all about cross-checking. 
you'll if you continue on to IFR flying, you will learn more about those skills uh, using your instruments to fly. So you'll go more in depth. But these are skills you do have to you know do some hood time. That's you know time flying by instrument to get a private pilot license. And like I said, the FAA is kind of focusing more on things like cross-checking and stabilized flight, stabilized approaches, and stuff like that. So it all has to do with the skills of cross-checking, manipulating, and assessing your situation and making the appropriate corrections. All right. Thank you guys for listening. That's it for cross-checking, and that's it for our section on pilot control and ground reference maneuvers. Hope you guys found some tidbits that may help you in your flight training. Remember, no matter what, it's up to you and your instructor in the aircraft to determine how you do these because everything could be different. These are just tips and tricks that I've used and the FAA recommends. All right. So next week, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to continue on to section 16 on navigation with lesson one. It's a long one. It's on aeronautical charts because we have one of the more extensive kind of lists of aeronautical chart symbols, what they mean and how you can use them. So talk about that in the next episode. Again, thanks for listening and keep up with those 2024 resolutions. Hopefully one of them was to become a pilot and hopefully that part-time pilot can help you do that. All right. See you guys. Hey guys, it's Nick. I want to take a second to speak directly to the student pilots out there. You might be a student pilot that is you know, wondering what to do next, how to get started, or maybe you're looking for the right ground training or flight training, or maybe you've already started ground training or flight training and you're stuck, you're in a rut, and you're looking for a change, something to help get you out of that hurdle. From my own experience in flight training, after three years, five instructors and $22,000 and wanting to quit multiple, multiple times, and then now, after seeing hundreds and hundreds of student pilots through part-time pilot, I've realized that the number one thing that makes student pilots fail is that they do not have a good fundamental understanding of the ground training when they get to the more advanced flight lessons. Now, who here has seen Top Gun Maverick? Do you remember in the movie when he says, don't think, just do? Now, when I heard this, I was like, oh my goodness, this is brilliant because this is exactly what you have to be as a pilot. Now, of course, it's not that we're not thinking, but it's that we understand things like weather, aerodynamics, what our instruments are telling us, what ATC is telling us. We have such a good core fundamental understanding of these things that we don't have to think about them. And when we don't have to think about them, we can instinctively feel and fly the aircraft, look out for dangers and avoid emergency situations. If we do have to think about these things, it's going to put us behind mentally and we're going to be behind the aircraft. And when you're behind the aircraft mentally, bad things happen. And this happens when you don't have a good understanding of the ground school content. So now the first 10 to 15 hours of your flight training can go smooth, even if you don't have a good understanding of ground training, right? You can go up for a discovery flight, have a blast. You can go up, learn how to take off, learn how to land. You may be even able to solo for the first time, fly a plane for the first time everything's great and dandy but once you get into you know bad weather flying or flying at heavy heavily trafficked airports or speaking with atc for bravo clearance or cross-country flight planning and flying solo on a cross-country flight things get a little more advanced and when this happens and you don't have a good understanding of the ground school concepts you're gonna hit a wall you're gonna start to get behind the aircraft and when this happens 
if you have a good flight instructor, they're going to stop you and they're going to say, okay, we need to do one-on-one -on -one ground lessons. And now you're going to be paying your flight instructor to not even fly with you, but instead $50, $60, $70 an hour to just teach you the ground school content that you should already know. And, at, and the worst part is, is you're not flying with them. So the flight training that you gained, the currency, the proficiency that you gained is going to be lost and you're going to have to redo those lessons. What happens to most student pilots is they continuously hit these mental blocks where they get behind the aircraft, they start making mistakes, and then they catch up with the ground knowledge only to have that happen again. And they start to get in this vicious cycle of having to redo trainings and repay for trainings until it gets to the point where them or their family, they finally say, you know what, this has to stop. We can no longer afford the training costs uh, without any progress, you know, and they end up quitting. Now, so how do we avoid that? Well, here comes part-time pilot. Again, I said I went through my own experience of this and I realized that most flight training and ground training is not tailored to the modern day student pilot. When I say modern day student pilot, I should say modern day part-time student pilot because let's face it, there's a very small percentage of us that can go and dedicate 24-7, 365 to our flight training or not even miss a beat and be able to pay for flight training without working. So most of us have a full-time job or maybe a part-time job. We have kids, we have family, we have school. We have all these other responsibilities on top of flight training. And most of these flight trainings and ground trainings are not tailored towards you. And so how is it the part-time pilot tailors to the modern day student pilot? Well, the first way we do that is by keeping ground school interesting. You wanna avoid being boring, you wanna avoid that burnout. So how we do that is we present our material in multiple, multiple ways. And you're actually listening to one of them right now. You can consume our content via this podcast and an audio recording. You can do this while you're running, while you're driving in traffic. Again, tailoring to that busy part-time student pilot. Or you can read through our written lessons. You know, I like to read. So read, for those of you that like to read, you can read through the lessons. You can see the step-by-step -step examples and the procedures that we have. Or you can look through our study guide and see our diagrams and mnemonic devices, have that visual cue, those visual cues and aids that help further your understanding. Or you can watch our videos. Or you can take our quizzes and practice tests to reinforce what you just learned. And then finally, you can join us live weekly for our live Q&A and our live lessons so you can see in real time these things taught out and these examples done in real time. And then finally, you can utilize our group community to form study groups, get questions answered 24-7. All of this is tailored for the modern day student pilot to keep ground school interesting, keep it from being boring, keep from having that burnout, and to find ways that you can consume the content throughout your busy schedule. And guess what? It works. We've had over 350 student pilots come through, take and pass their FAA exams without a single student failing. That's right. A single student has yet to tell me that they failed either their FAA written or their FAA checkride. So that is just proof in the pudding right there that our concepts, the way we explain things in plain written English, and the way we give you multiple ways to consume this content is working. So if this sounds like something you might be interested in and you want to come join us, we'd love to have you. Just go to www.parttimepilot.com, click on Online Ground School, and we'll see you inside the Online Ground School. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next week.